Although we live in this world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world, but on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. For life and death is in the power of the tongue. Give us this power, Lord. Give us this power, Lord. Amen. What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of The Warrior's Creed. I'm your host, Victor Clark, a.k.a. BC, and I would like to thank each and every one of you for taking your time out during your busy schedule during the week to listen to this weekly podcast. Your loyalty and faithfulness is appreciated and your consistency throughout time will be rewarded a lot of people tend to stay inconsistent which is why they stop getting results in life and i want to admonish each and every one of you for your dedication not to this podcast but to yourself to change Rome wasn't built in a day and it takes time to administer change in our lives. And the more you listen to this podcast, the more work you put in, the more you will start to see the results in your life. So once again, I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in and listening and staying consistent i appreciate you make sure you hit that subscribe follow and share button if people are meant to listen to the podcast they will don't get discouraged if you invite someone or you hit the share and nobody likes it or no one wants to listen it's their loss But as long as you're sharing it and you're telling other people to listen that you know it can help, that it may be able to help, you are doing your part. So I want to thank each and every one of you who are doing their part. You are appreciated. Also, I want to thank you for for those of you who have also purchased my book. Um, Your support is appreciated. And I want to thank you. Uh, Once again, if you have not gotten the book or you don't know where to pick it up at, um, you can get it anywhere that books are sold. Um, You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, Just make sure that you put in my name, Victor Clark Overcomer, or do a Google search and it shall pop up. So let's get to the show. The show should not be... um, that long this week. Um, I'm going to go through everything rather quickly because people
people tend to have a short attention span. I know that people do, and I know that I can talk a lot. So when I first created the show, I only was planning to do 30 minutes a week, but I found myself doing around an hour or close to an hour or sometimes a little over an hour. They only give me an hour to actually do the show. Um, so I want to make sure that I can probably condense it a little bit and stop giving so much information all at once so that you can be able to digest it um, properly so your mind can absorb all the information that I'm giving you. Because I want you to put the things that I say to practice. I don't want you to just to listen to the words that I'm speaking to be entertained or I want you to actually to apply them. The transformation comes through the application. So when you learn how to apply these things um, to your life, you will start to see your life change. Knowledge isn't power. It only becomes power when it is put to practice. All right, let's do a quick recap of what we have been talking about over the past few weeks. We have been talking about the five steps to mastering self-confidence. The five steps to mastering self-confidence. Number one, we talked about mastering the art of humility. The second step was mastering the art of presentation. If you missed that, you need to go back and listen to it. Um, the third step is mastering the art of a pleasing personality. That is what we talked about last week. Number one, we talked about being approachable, being friendly. Those who have friends show it themselves to be friendly. Also, developing good manners. Developing good manners. Number two, we talked about we we talked about concentrating for thirty minutes on becoming the person whom you desire to be. 30 minutes of concentrating on the person you desire to be. Number three, model the traits of someone whom you admire. That's different from step two. You're concentrating on the person whom you picture yourself being. Well, step number three was modeling the traits of someone whom you desire. We're not being an exact replica of that person, but it's a certain trait that you admire about that person. And we're going to implement that into our pleasing personality. Number four, we are going to practice being thankful and appreciative of everything in every one. Learn how to operate from an attitude of gratitude number five practice kindness daily start your day off with being kind or sending out a kind text or some kind words to someone practice being kind every day when you practice kindness every day your personality will transform you will become a new person 
too many too many times people start off their day in a negative mood how you start your day is what sets your day in motion so if you start off with a start off being kind or being kind to someone or having a positive attitude in thinking positive thoughts it will create the momentum of your day all right so practice kindness now we're on to step four this week and we're going to go over this rather quickly i'm not going to take a lot of time on this so mastering your craft is step four focusing on developing your skills or your talents whether it's speaking teaching singing dancing acting playing an instrument telling jokes writing baking swimming or etc you don't have to be perfect at your skill but the more time and work you put into it the more you will perfect it this is how people develop their confidence and they become great at what they do we only look at the end result and not at where a person started when we see steph curry shoot those threes without looking or from that same spot that's muscle memory and that means he's put in hours and hours at the gym that we have not witnessed all we see is the results there's someone who made a, who said a quote uh, some people attribute it to attribute it to um eleanor roosevelt where she said that champions are not made in the ring they are simply discovered so in other words we only see the results of what someone did in the dark when they become a champion they weren't they didn't become a champion in the ring they became a champion through the process in the work that they put in competing in contests um i i you know a lot of promoters will always tell the people backstage that you are champions no matter what the outcome of the show is. Because bodybuilding is not a sport of objectivity. It is a sport of subjectivity. So it's extremely subjective. But you have to realize that if you put the work in, however long you train, eight weeks, 12 weeks, 20 weeks, and you know you put in your very best, your results will show under the stage lights. If you didn't put the work in, you're not going to measure up to the competition that is on the stage. However, when you receive the trophy, you didn't get a trophy just for showing up and looking the best. You got a trophy because of all the work you put in for those 20 weeks, 16 weeks, or 12 weeks. So champions are simply discovered. 
it's not it's not from it, it, it happens when you put the work in in the dark what you do in the dark will be promoted in the light and i believe i said that last week so people aren't simply discovered in that moment and too many times we we get discouraged because we see where people are and not where they came from we keep focusing on the end result and not focusing on or looking or discovering what it took for someone to get to the position that they were at we see people and we think that they became overnight sensations but we don't see the blood the sweat and the tears that they put into becoming exactly what they are at that very moment when you see them succeed so we have to realize that in order to become extremely confident it takes a lot of work and practice and patience when i look at speakers and i look at how awesome they are and i see how great their memories are and how they're able to quote things and say things off the top of their heads i don't and i realize that they've been doing this for 40 years that's 40 years of work and so i can't compare myself to them when i've only been doing it for x amount of years i can't compare myself to someone that's been speaking for 20 years if i've only been speaking for six months we all grow and when you get to their position you might be just as great as they are that's why you have to be patient but your confidence will come throughout time as long as you keep grinding day in and day out and mastering your craft in your skill that's why we see athletes they know when they step to the plate to knock that ball out they know they're going to hit it hit it out the park and they're confident because they know the work they did in the dark michael jordan knew he was going to hit that shot because he know all the hours he put in practicing day in and day out he was made for that moment he practiced for that moment he 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 he, he developed himself for that moment he prepared himself for that moment people overestimate what they can do in a year and they underestimate what they can do in five to ten years and say that again people overestimate what they can do in a year and they underestimate what they can do in five to ten years there's a story that I, I read in a book and I love this story. It's a story about a young kid and his name is John. And John wanted to become a samurai warrior. So John, after he graduated from high school, he, he bought a ticket to go to this ancient city in Japan and to study or to train with samurai warriors after a few months of excitement his excitement his excitement started to wear off and john began to get frustrated because 
it wasn't what he thought it was going to be. He thought he was going to be able to be this famous archer and he wanted to be able to out there doing bow work. But they had him chopping wood and carrying water. He was thinking to himself, this is not what I signed up for. I signed up to become a samurai archer, not to be chopping wood and carrying water day in and day out from sunrise to sunset. So the monotony of chopping wood and carrying water every morning began to wear on John. He was only allowed to practice archery for a few hours a day. And only during the hardest, the hottest, the hottest part of the day. And what frustrated him most was that he was only allowed to shoot at a straw roll that was only seven feet away from him. So John approached Akira. Akira was John's sensei. So he came to Akira and he said, Sensei, how long will it take me to become a samurai archer? I have dreamed of being an archer my whole life. But it feels like this is going to take forever. Akira stopped what he was doing and said, in the West, all of you want everything instantly. But here you must learn to fall in love with the process of becoming great. Now, John, go back to chopping wood and carrying water. John was confused, but he obeyed and he went back to his daily activities. Several months had passed by and before he knew it, an entire year had gone by. And he still wasn't shooting at targets. He was still shooting at straw. So one day, John got a call from his parents and he was able to have a Skype video call with them. And he told them about how disappointed he was and he couldn't share any exciting news with them. That all he was doing was shooting at this target that was seven feet away from him. And he spent most of his days just simply chopping wood and carrying water. As John talked about 
his daily routine, his father had his giant smile on his face and John couldn't understand why his father was smiling. And his father asked him, John, let me ask you a question. He said, who are your favorite basketball players growing up? And John said, that's easy, dad. Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. His dad then told him how Phil Jackson just released a book called 11 Rings. And he was constantly telling his guys on his teams, he wrote in a book about the importance of chopping wood and carrying water. So his father said, no matter whether you are winning or losing, The point was to focus on the process and to neither get too high or too low, but instead to control the controllables. After the call, John's spirits were a little bit better. A few more months went by and John was still practicing hard shooting at that straw. His muscles began to learn the familiar motions of drawing and releasing and his shots grew more and more accurate. He began to feel very confident with his bow in hitting the seven foot target. One day he was practicing and his sensei walked by and he said, Akira sensei, I'm getting much better every week. How long will it take me to become a samurai archer now? Kira just smiled and looked at him and he said, 10 years. John was furious. 10 years? Maybe if I didn't have to spend so much time chopping wood and carrying water, then I will be able to reach my goal much faster. His sensei replied, he said, if you don't chop wood and carry water, then it will take you 20 years to become a samurai archer. Then he looked at John, turned, and walked away. John became even more flustered and he and he questioned whether or not he should just quit. Would it really take him 10 years? He wasn't sure if this investment was worth it, but he decided, I'm just gonna work a little bit harder. As time passed, John's shots became more accurate and more powerful. He came to love the sound of the arrow slamming into the target. Soon, he was certain that he he could become a samurai archer in less than 10 years. So one day as he was carrying water back from the well, he pulled his sensei to the side and asked him again, how long will it take me to become a samurai warrior now? You see my skills? You see how great I am? 
Akira smiled and said, you already know the answer. It's still going to be 10 years. But John kept pressing. But what if I devote every waking moment to becoming a samurai walk archer? No chopping wood or carrying water, just archery. But Akira only shrugged and he said, then it will take you 30 years. John had reached his emotional breaking point. He was about to snap. He blurted out, but I don't understand. Then his sensei looked at him with the deepest compassion. And he said, you will learn, John. The reason it takes longer is because with only one eye on the goal, you only have one eye for the journey. Then he went on to tell John about people who climb ice mountains. And he said, if they focus on the top of the mountain, they will not know where to step in front of them. And if they don't know where to step, then they will slip and die. The key to climbing ice mountains is focusing on one solid step at a time. No man climbs a mountain all at once. He climbs it by making one solid step. Too many people want instant gratification. But the process of champions, the process of consistency, the process of becoming an overcomer is learning to appreciate delayed gratification. We have to learn how to focus on the process. Taking one step at a time, learning to be our best, learning to be a master at our craft or a master at our skill, not being too low or too hard on ourselves and not getting ahead of ourselves, thinking that we're going to be greater than anybody else, but only being present in the moment and doing our very best. And the key to becoming the best at whatever you do is that you have to learn the power of concentration. Concentration is focusing your mind on one thing with the exclusion of all others. Concentration is the magic key that would unlock the door to all your hopes and desires. Concentration is having controlled attention. It is the ability to control your thoughts and to direct them to a definite end. There are five steps to developing concentration. Number one, we have to feel what we think. And I mean, visualize, 
or meditate on what you want to do until it becomes a permanent part of your psyche. We have to take one step at a time and move past fear. So we have to learn to focus on what we want done. We have to focus on the assignment. There's a saying that idle hands are the devil's workshop. When our minds idle and we have nothing to do, we get caught into the hypnotic rhythm of life and we get thrown, pulled away through the currency of life and we don't even know where we are, where we are. We're just floating along, alone. But if we have a destination, if we have a goal and we focus on it, we won't get swept away. We won't get pulled into the hypnotic rhythm of life. Because we have a goal in mind. So if you want to be the best singer, don't focus on where all the great singers are. Admire them. Watch what they do. Learn from them. But also take your time and focus on the process and don't compare yourself to them. Benjamin Franklin said it best. He said, comparison is a thief of joy. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Learn how to focus on what it is that you want and become the best version of yourself. Stop trying to rush the process. Take your time. Develop your skill. The second step is Having extreme focus. Blocking out all things. So we're going to have to learn to meditate on step number one and visualize it so it can become a permanent part of your, your psyche. Then second, you have to block out all distractions. No distractions. Focus on that one task. Don't try to juggle different things. Don't try to multitask. Don't say, okay, I want to sing it. I want to dance. Choose whichever one you want to do. Master one, then develop the other. But spend your time on mastering that one thing you want to master. And when you focus on mastering that one, one thing, the thing about life, the thing about how things work, other skills will pop up and develop that we weren't naturally focused on, but unconsciously, we began developing them. So if you want to focus on being a great writer, being a great writer and focusing on writing will help you to become a better communicator and you will become more articulate when you speak. So if your goal was to be a writer, not only when you focus on writing, you will actually become a better communicator and a better speaker. So if you want to focus on becoming a better singer, 
You may learn how to produce music. You may also develop the skill of, of writing music. But focus on that one thing. And you will start to see that more gifts will start to appear when you stay faithful in that one little thing. Keep your mind on one subject until you have familiarized yourself with it and mastered it. The third step is travel over your new patterns as often as possible. Repetition is the mother of all skill. No matter how boring and mundane it is, do it over and over and over and over again so you can just do it naturally without even thinking. Learn how to hit that note. Learn how to master how to speak. Learn how to master your, your basketball skills or dribbling skills or shooting skills. Practice over and over and over again. Stop looking at everything else that's around you. Focus on you. Focus on your task. When horses run a race, they put blinders on so they can't focus on the horse that's on the left or the right of them. Each horse runs their race to their best of their abilities. We have to learn to put blinders on and focus on our tasks. Number four, resist the temptation to go backwards and do what's easy and familiar. Stop looking for the easy way or the easy route. Easy way is the wrong way. Stop looking at other people. Stick to the plan. Focus on the plan. That's how you're going to develop concentration. And when you develop concentration, you will master your skill. And when you master your skill, you will become successful in all that you do. I guarantee it. Number five, to develop your concentration, music. They said you can get into um, the mindset of flow. Flow is when your mind is, is working. It's when the alpha waves, alpha waves is, is, is when our mind goes. It's like a part of like meditation, but not really deep meditation like theta, but it's like study mode. And you're able to focus and, and to develop. And then when you're in alpha mode, um, get into the flow, it 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 um it connects with the gamma waves. So alpha is the only wave pattern that can, that can connect with the gamma waves. So when it connects with the gamma waves, that you, if you've ever been in this, anybody's ever experienced it, it's like you're sitting there contemplating everything. And then your mind starts to connect the dot, dots of everything that you've studied before or that you have learned or you start to see analogies that is your mind operating in alpha and gamma so a way to get your brain into that flow while you concentrate to develop um, or to awaken that creativity inside of you is they say that one thing that you can actually do is listening to a song over and over again a song that you really like a song that motivates you that puts you in that zone, listening to that song over and over again. 
Sometimes when I study or I write or I do things or I'm thinking of new ideas, I put on a certain song and I just put it on repeat. And I play that song over and over and over again. That song with the powerful words is feeding my subconscious. Then my subconscious is responding and then my creativity is awakening and it puts me in a state of flow. Another thing that is also um, good is listening to classical music or something like um, Chopin or uh, Mozart or, or Beethoven. Listening, um, listening to that music actually awakens um, neurons in, 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 your, in your brain cells and, and, and starts connecting parts of your brain that you weren't using before and your creativity has awakened and it has evolved. So a lot of times I like listening to um, Chopin or, you know, usually Beethoven, sometimes Mozart, but um, I love piano. So listening to that and studying or focusing or doing it while I'm meditating or meditating on what I want or focusing on coming up with new ideas or new concepts, that is what I do while listening to music. Another thing that you can do to concentrate your mind is to focus is by putting yourself around like-minded people. And what do I mean by this? Is, is It's not necessarily forming a mastermind group. It's not just hanging out with friends. It's attending people who have the same goals and the same aspirations, like going to a seminar. Like I've been to a Tony Robbins seminar and it's the most rewarding thing I have ever experienced. I've gone to several seminars and it changes your mentality in your life this we we we're in there for hours and hours and hours and you don't even know how much time is gone when you develop the ability to concentrate on something that you love time flies it goes by rather quickly so you know you're operating in your purpose and your values when you're doing something that you love and time flies by so quickly. If you're writing and it's seven o'clock and the next thing you know, you look up, it's 12 o'clock at night. You're in the zone. You're concentrating. And don't say that you can't concentrate. Oh, I have ADD. Everybody can concentrate. It just depends on how important it is to us. If we sit there and we look at a movie that we really love, we'll sit there and watch it for hours and not even move. There are a lot of people who love Avengers. Avengers are over three hours. And, and when you get out of the theater, you don't even realize you were sitting in that theater for almost four hours watching a movie. And time flies by so quickly. So when you focus on doing something that you really enjoy, Time goes by fast. I know people that say they have ADD and they can't focus, like they can't sit in a movie theater and they can't listen because they're not interested in that movie, but they can go to a gym and they can work out for hours. That's concentration because they're doing something they love. Their, their ADD is not distracting them from, from working out because they have controlled their attention. The reason why a lot of times people lose their focus because they're doing something that is not intrinsically rewarding to them. Get that. We only find pleasure in doing things, true pleasure, that 
are intrinsically rewarding, not extrinsically. We have to develop motivation to do extrinsic things, not to do intrinsic things. So that's why if someone says, hey, do this job and you're going to get a bonus, we will work for the bonus, but we'll get burnt out quickly because we only did it for extrinsic motivation, not because we necessarily love the job. So that's why we can go on this pattern or this cycle to where we feel like we're going up and down because we have to find the source of what we really love and we which comes from intrinsic motivation. So, your ego doesn't want to change because it doesn't want to lose the control and it wants you to remain the same. It's like I said when earlier, like with training, our body fights against us because it's used to being the way that it is. And so we have to retrain ourselves and our bodies by teaching it new patterns. So when we start dieting and doing things, our body is used to us not eating right and doing proper nutrition. But when we have meals consistency, we have to learn how to build that relationship back with our bodies and our bodies start to trust us. Then our body starts to speed up the metabolism. Once we get our hormones in play, once we get our mindset in play, once we start to work in unison and in harmony with our mind, body, and spirit, everything starts to flow perfectly. So our mind, because of what we have taught it from the past, what it's used to, it doesn't want to change. But you have to work at changing your mindset. It's not easy. You have to put in the work. We must stay focused on what we want to do, no matter how uncomfortable it gets. Greatness is not for the chosen few, but only for the few who constantly and persistently chooses it. Mental training is not magic, but it is possible with deliberate and intentional and extremely hard work we can change our mentality mastery does not comes in steps and not in constants so we feel like when we're doing something that we're going all over the place up and down up and down going in circles we feel like we're not making any difference in our life we feel like everything is just not working out for our benefit. But the way mastery is, it's slow and it's meticulous. You're going to go up and you're going to hit a plateau. And you're going to think about giving up and then what's going to happen again? You're going to go up and you're going to hit a plateau. You're going to go up again and you're going to hit a plateau. If you stay consistent, you will never go down. You will feel like you're going down because you hit a plateau. And it's the same thing that happens in training and we are trying to lose weight. We drop weight really quick the first couple of weeks and after a while, we hit a plateau. 
And then if we, and then a lot of times people give up and they fall right back. But if you stay consistent, your body trusts you. Epigenetics has happened. The next thing you know, you go up again. You start dropping weight. Now, if you have a really good trainer, he knows exactly what to do. Sometimes you got to change up your format of your exercises. Sometimes you got to change up your diet. And sometimes you just got to simply stay consistent to actually what you're doing. And sometimes it may need me that you need to take a little bit more rest. Or you may do me need to decrease your cardio. But your body adapts to the change that you actually give it. We have to stop allowing our bodies and our minds to control us and realize that our minds or our brains are tools at our disposal. Our consciousness controls our brain. Our brain controls our body. But too many times we go by what we feel rather than what's real. We allow our emotions and our feelings to dictate our path on the journey of life instead of waking up and deciding mentally what we want to do. But it takes practice and it's a fight and it's a struggle. You have to look at your mind as as being something like this. If you see a cowboy have a wild horse and he tries to get on it, it's going to buck and buck and buck and he has to break that horse in. That is like what we do or our consciousness with our mind. We have to keep riding it. We have to keep getting on it every single day, being consistent. And we have to break it in until we are back in control of our lives. We don't let our brains control us. Our brain is at our disposal for us to control it. And we control our body and not our body controls us. Yes. They work congruently together and they communicate with each other. You know, your brain tells your body something's hurt. Your your body tells you when you're tired and when you need to rest. Because sometimes you have to listen to your body. It's like what I always used to tell my clients whenever um, they were going through one of those moments. And they would say, get up and I say, how do you feel in the morning? They say, well... In the morning, they don't feel like going to work out. And I said, when you don't feel like going to work out, that's when you need to go do it because that's mental. Don't go by the feeling in your head. Your head is telling you, oh, well, I don't feel like doing it. This is it's too cold. Um, you know, it, it's like I'm, I'm too tired. I'd rather go back into bed and go to sleep. But if mentally you wake up in the morning and you want to go to the gym, And you try to get out of bed, but your body says, oh, heck no. You need to lay back down because we can barely move. We need to rest and recover. But mentally you want to go. That's when you need to listen to your body. Because if you force your body to do something that it's not ready to do because it's telling you, that's when we cause injury. So we have to learn how to listen to our bodies. Mentally, when we want to do it, but our body says no, that's when we need to pump the brakes. But if we're mentally wanting to quit, that's when we need to endure and persist. These are steps to know that you're on the right path. 
when something when it, when your voice in your head says this is hard. Number two, when you don't feel like doing it today, which I just went over. Number three, everyone else is better than me. Number four, when you complain about the fact that you don't have enough time. We have enough time. You just have to learn how to manage your time. Number five, when you're simply saying, I don't feel like what I'm doing is making a difference. When you don't feel like what you're doing is making a a difference, that means you need to persist and keep going. You're on the right path. And the last one, no one else is doing this. No one else is doing this. We have to learn how to be our authentic selves and we are not supposed to follow the path of other people. We learn from other people and we pick things from them that we admire that's already a part of us that needs to awaken. But we have to be authentically ourselves. We have to speak like ourselves. We have to write like ourselves. We have to dance like ourselves. We have to sing like ourselves. We are not supposed to be replicas of other people be authentically you so it doesn't matter if no one else is doing it do what nobody else is doing and that's what's going to make you phenomenal because nobody else is doing it you are special and uniquely you be you so we have to learn to live by our principles rather than our feelings I hope this spoke to each and every one of your hearts and mind today. I went a little over longer than I thought I was going to go, but it was still enjoyable. I was into this today and I appreciate you once again for tuning in. Um, I look forward to dropping step number five next week. I'll let you know what it's going to be about and it's going to be a good one. And we're going to it's going to take us a few weeks to go over that because there's going there's several parts to this last step. Um, And each one of us struggles with um, this fifth step, which is why we don't have the confidence that we need. But I want to admonish each and every one of you to have a great week and and continue to do your best to not give up, to know that you are loved, to know that you are special, to know that you have a purpose and to know that you're not only an overcomer, but you're also more than a conqueror.